Live from the studios of KTAR News 92.3 FM, it's the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show with Brian Whitfield. Everything you need to know to grow. Call Brian with your questions at 602-277-5827. That's 602-277-5827. The Whitfield Nursery Garden Show, now on KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Good morning, Arizona. Beautiful day out there. Actually, wonderful day. Yeah, I'm seeing the clouds this morning. They're even thicker than they were yesterday. And who knows? Perhaps we do have some of that uh, rain that Troy was talking about on the way. It's uh, it's a good day to be here in the Valley. It's a great day to be around the state and uh, gives a little break for everything out there. Anyway, this is the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. I'm Brian, your host, and we're here this morning to... uh, have a little fun, talk about plants, what to grow, why to grow it, how to grow it, talk about maybe fixing up some of our stuff that's not looking so good, and uh, get ready for the fall season. We start off the program with pretty open phones. We end up, and uh, the phones get pretty full, so now is the perfect time to call. Uh, number to call, 602-277-5827. That's 277-KTAR. We can talk about the landscape of your dreams, your nightmares, what to grow, how to grow it. You know, fall vegetable season, it's kind of looking like it's fall vegetable season today. Sure, it didn't a week or two ago, but, you know, with the clouds we're having now and the little rain should really help things kind of bounce back around the desert. It's going to be wonderful for... Um, you know, everything from the creosote bushes to the mesquites and palaverdes. And uh, so whatever your ideas, your dreams, your joys are, and we can uh, talk about uh, whatever you want to grow. Um, lots of different things to grow this time of year. It's a perfect time if you want to plant desert trees, things like mesquites, palaverdes, ironwoods, even citrus trees now that we're breaking down the heat a little bit. And it's, you know, the best time of year for palms. So whether you want to plant tropical palms that remind you of a hurricane, maybe a a mule palm, which looks like a coconut, or if you want to grow your own dates at home, or just maybe have that tropical oasis around the pool, it's a good time to plant those palms and things. Um, Anyway, um, no, it is a beautiful morning out there, and uh, it's it's a great time for all the little animals in the desert, too. I mean, everything really kind of wants a drink, and hopefully this uh, storm will bring in and maybe even make a turn more for Arizona. And be kind of a nice break. So anyway, it's a good morning to uh, give us a call. The number to call is 602-277-5827-277-KTAR. And we can talk about whatever it is you want to grow, water, plant, fertilizer, kill. And this is the perfect time for planting desert trees. You know, things like mesquites and ironwoods and palaverdes and all those kind of fun things will grow um, the most this time of year uh, when you plant them now. And um, so if you, if you want to get out and plant something, if it's been a hot summer and you want to have a little shade, it'll be the perfect time of year to plant, uh, oh, for example, a mesquite tree. You know, a really fun fact about mesquite trees, too, different than many others, but uh, certainly one of the better ones. If you really want to have some uh, shade, but you want to turn on something that works in the yard like an air conditioner, you know, trees, as they basically respirate and, and basically use water, take it off, give off water, can cool the environment right around them by as much as 5 to 7 degrees. And underneath the canopy, as much as 25 degrees. So they could do a lot of fun things for us that uh, make a big difference. So if you have a big tree, the nice part about desert trees, and especially like ironwoods and mesquites, is that you can turn them off and on. So, you know, if it's real hot like it was last year in, in July, you give them a little extra water, they're going to basically cool your yard down more. And if it's, uh, you know, a different time, um, maybe it wouldn't work quite the same way. So if it's, you know, if you want to shut the tree down and don't need it for the cooling, you can just easily cut the water off it in the middle of the uh, winter months. won't really use any water. It'll stay healthy and be happy. So 
whatever, you know, you plant a tree here, you can get a lot from it. And a lot of fun things to want, trying to figure out our plan here. I'll tell you what, folks, we're going to take a short break here. And um, we'll come back in just a minute. During the break, it's a perfect time to give Shira a call. A number to call is 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. Desperado, why don't you come to your senses? You've been Available, give us a call 602 277 5827 277 KTAR. Jerry and Tollison, good morning. Yeah, good morning. Can you hear me? Very clearly, Jerry. We're, we got it working. Yeah, well, you're kind of faint, but that's okay. Um, yeah, just uh, when people, I mean, if people hire a uh, landscape, I mean, uh, Installer, a drip system installer, for instance. Uh-huh. Uh, make sure that they know what they're doing. <laughs> well, I, I guess that would be uh, kind of hard for the consumer sometimes. If you hire somebody, you trust them as a professional. Yeah. And you have doubts about how they're performing, but um, you know, I'm not so because sure. Because they all just works. bury their work, you know, like just. Well, that's, that's the one thing about irrigation systems. Most of that is underground, and. Uh, I, you know, I guess is if you hire any contractor, Jerry, probably the main thing is referral, you know. And it's one that I really see important with uh, tree trimmers because they can do so much damage or so much good. And so, you know, it's, it's always probably a good idea to go out and get some referrals to people. And unfortunately, um, like you say, long as, you know, if people are doing their own installation, they need to be aware of a few basic uh, 
rules, you know, like don't bury your multi-emitters two feet deep. Yeah, that kind of does make for a lot of work, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, because, you know, they do eventually need uh, repair and replacement. Well, and that's like, you know, digging trenches. I mean, it's, you know, really something covered up six inches on a drip line is plenty. It doesn't need to be two feet in the ground either. Well, Jerry, thanks for the call this morning. Have a good day. Um, yeah. Next up, we've got Diana and Mesa. And after Diana, we've got wide open phones, folks. Number to call 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. Uh, good morning, Diana. Uh, I... I had a grapefruit tree that protected my lemon tree for years. This last spring, I had to cut the grapefruit tree down because ash flies killed it. So my lemon tree was exposed to the west sun, and the west side of the tree is just brittle now. The side on the east is green. So is there any way you think I can save that tree? Absolutely. What I would do is I would probably take the uh, the west side of the tree and paint it or paint the whole tree if you want to with a tree trunk white to kind of give it some protection. And then I, I wrapped would, it. Okay, wrapping its best. And then from there what I would do is prune the back portion of the other tree down and let it grow back out this fall. And it'll come back and balance itself. Okay. I don't have to treat it with anything. I was watering it once a week. Well, that should be fine, but what you'll want to do is fertilize it, and now would be a good time. Okay. All right. I can do that. Okie dokie. Thank you very much. Thanks, Diana. Bye-bye. Let's see. Next up, we've got Tom and Buckeye. Good morning, Tom. Good morning. Bruce, I've got some critters crawling up my east wall outside, and they leave their luggage and go away. What in the world are they? They're cicadas. Cicadas? Uh-huh. Okay. So they, they basically live in the ground, then they come out and they fly around. You'll hear buzzing in the trees, and they're, they're the ones that are they're very vocal this time of year. Okay. Yeah, I haven't heard them. I just see their their luggage they leave behind. Well, yeah, they leave their little, you know, they basically get out and shed their skin and uh, go through a life change, get a little wings, and fly away. Okay. Hey, thank you. Now we're not all knowledgeable. <laughs> well, we're always learning anyway, Tom. Hey, thank you, sir. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. Next up, we've got Tony in Scottsdale. But after Tony, it's wide open. The number to call, 602-277-5827-277-KTAR. Good morning, Tony. Hey, uh, Brian. Good morning. A uh, little, little, little bit of technical difficulty getting going this morning, eh? Oh, yeah. You never know what's going to, you know, what gremlins sneak into the studio. And we're the first live show oh, on the yeah. Sunday. So who knows what those guys did yesterday? Exactly. Hey, uh, so this is a little bit of a, a story of uh, resurrection. I, I, I almost killed the Meyer lemon tree that I bought from your place over on uh, Glendale Avenue, but... Uh, I, I live over by Saguaro High School, and uh, I replanted my mire from back in my southeast corner. Yeah, southeast corner over onto the west side of my house, and I don't know why, but I've got now got three citrus, no, four citrus over on the the west side, and and it's not a big lot, but man, any 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 citrus that I put over there just grows great. And this southeast corner, I just I just I've killed everything I put back there. I've uh, the, the only thing I get to grow back in that corner is bougainvillea, but I'm, I'm trying to add some other color back there. I was going to maybe try, uh, 
maybe try an oleander or something like back that that back there. Just well, like, all those hardier plants should work as the reflected heat, you know, that gets because basically that corner is facing northwest, right? It is, yeah. Okay. But, uh, it's facing. Uh, it's actually facing north. Uh, oh, facing. Yeah, it's facing north. Right. So it's right. a it's a fulcrum in there, you know. And back in July, it was 150, 180 degrees there. So until a plant gets right. big enough to actually shade the corner and protect itself and cool the wall, it's, it's in trouble. So one thing is you might start with a, you know, a larger size plant, maybe put a, you know, at least a big 5 or 15 gallon if you're going to put a shrub. But most of the hardy shrubs, anything from like yellow bells or sages or oleanders, they should thrive there. All right. Uh, that's just, just one other thing. Uh, I've got, I've got my, my critter with me this morning, Charlie, and... Uh, she actually likes to use that spot back there to go pee just about every morning. Mm-hmm. Would that would that have an effect on a on a, a plant back there? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right, all right. Well, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll 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 buy something bigger and hardier from you, and uh, try and make sure I guess I, I water it water it. Uh, 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 you know. Well, good. Um, yeah, ample they, irrigation, they but uh, you know, maybe flooding the area first before and uh, get, you know get plenty of water in there. You should be fine. But I, I you know, for it really All tough, right, I you. you know, bougainvillea is awfully tough. I would look at oleanders. You know, you could put a fifteen gallon oleander in there that would be like six feet tall, and it'll shade the corner yeah. and, and protect itself. And you know, probably the best, you know, not to plant it right now because we may get a little hot after this you know, monsoon moisture we're having. So I'd probably hold off a couple of weeks and plant it. Okay, that's good info. Hey, Brian, thank you so much. Have a great day. You too, Tony. Thanks. Bye-bye. Well, that leaves us with wide open phones. We have the lovely Shira here on Phones and Music. You can give her a call at 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. We can talk about uh, whatever you want to grow, water, plant, fertilizer, kill. There's a lot of damaged plants around town. Uh, some of them are starting to pop back a little bit, and this weather should be magical for many of them and uh, really should help the, the desert out as well. And uh, we're, we're hoping to get some rain here. And, you know, it'd be nice if the hurricane would just turn across, you know, and come over to, you know, the deserts of Arizona. Those guys in San Diego, they have enough water. You know, we'd like to have as much as we can get. But uh, at any rate, I hope it doesn't. Uh, it's nice that it hit the cold water, you know, up there by Ensenada. So the winds aren't so strong anyway. That's a, a big plus. Well, we've got wide open phones. You can take the direction of this program wherever you want to go. Number to call 602-277-5827, 277-KTR. We're here with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show every s- Sunday morning from 7 to 9 on 92.3 FM. And, uh, you know, now we could talk about uh, what to plant this time here. Great time, really, to uh, plant all your desert trees and palms. You know, and if you're looking for something that's very effective, efficient, and uh, give you some cooling, it's hard to beat some of our natives, from mesquite trees, palo verdes, and ironwoods to, uh, you know, palm trees. We have one native palm tree, the California fan palm, which is the ones that historically lined Palm Lane and Central were planted, you know, all over the valley. And uh, they're a great plant about using water. They they're really don't use much. don't have to have a lot. You can push them along a little faster by watering them weekly if you want in the summertime, or when they're established, you can water them four or five times a year and have them be healthy. And if you want to grow a little food on your palm tree, date palms do wonderful here, where the you know the largest producer of majoral dates in the world come from Arizona, California deserts. 
And uh, they do very well here and uh, easy to grow. And if you like something like a Snickers bar, that's you're going to have a nice balance of uh, sugars and proteins and a little bit of everything, all your vitamins and minerals. It's hard to beat eating a few dates. Anyway, next up, we've got Paul in Phoenix. After Paul, it's wide open. The number to call is 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Brian. How are you doing today? Oh, enjoying the morning. These clouds are beautiful. That's great. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna drag myself out of bed here in a second and go enjoy <laughs> some of that weather myself. But two two things. Part of the reason probably why people are having trouble calling in is they change that rule now. Even if you live in the six oh two, you got to dial the six oh two. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's uh, been quite a catcher, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. I I tell my wife I'm gonna I'm gonna call Brian. It's it's WW, um, uh, uh, BD. What would Brian do? Okay. <laughs> I've got four ficus trees. They're almost two years old. Two of them look as if they're just not going to make it. And I guess my question to you is how will I know that it, they didn't make it? She's, she's not happy with me. She goes, I don't think we're watering it enough. I switched it to once a week. I used to have it every day. Mm-hmm. I, I switched it to once a week and I, I have a feeling July took its toll on them. Um, some of the the branches, I've, I've I've literally walk over up to it and I I you know snap the branches. They they snap right off. They're I'm assuming they're dead. How do I know the main main stock is dead? Will I will I know it? Well, or? you could you could take a, like a pen knife or a sharp knife and just scratch it and see if it's green underneath. But okay. here, here's what I would do: a couple things. I would number one feed it with some Super Thrive, okay, which okay. is vitamins and hormones, and uh, we're going to put a lot of that in a lot of our ficus this week as well. And then there's another product called Monterey Disease Control. That's okay. one that basically kills. Uh, it's a bacteria that kills fungus because a lot of times the ficus will get sooty canker after they're stressed like this, and so it'd be a good idea to go ahead and treat it with that. And okay. you just mix that and pour it around the water. And it wouldn't be a bad idea to wrap the trunk so that they don't burn. Okay. Um, you know, especially if you could just, even if you just wanted to wrap just the west side of them or put something yep. up just to take the heat off the west side. And if they, you know, they're going to come back, they should butt out in the next three or four weeks. Okay, well then I'm going to, I'm going to, I may be heading over to Glendale. All right. Seeing well, some of your folks over there. So. We'll, we'll be right. open at 10. <laughs> That's right. Hey, and, and I want, I want to say something else. You know, the, 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 the various songs that you play and as you, as your intro music or, or what, your bump music, um, and the fact that you, when you get choked up, doggone it, I get choked up. You've got to knock that stuff off. <laughs> well, but I, it I, does I, happen I love at it, times. And, and you are greatly appreciated, my friend. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Paul. Bye-bye. Have thank a nice you. day. Bye-bye. You too. Uh, let's see. Next, we've got David down in Cass Grand. After David, we got open lines. Number to call, 602-277-5827-277-KTAR. Good morning, David. How you doing, sir? No, oh, enjoying this morning. It's just beautiful. Isn't it? Yep. Got the windows down on the vehicle. The only thing anyway, better is if it starts to, to rain. <laughs> right. Hey, so I got a problem in my yard. I've got hundreds of Palo Verde shoots coming up through my gravel. I've already cut them down two or three times. They just keep coming back up and through and pretty much taking over my bougainvilleas and everything else in my front yard as well as my back. And I was wondering uh, what I should do because... Cutting these down under the gravel is not working. No, you're probably going to have to spray them. Let them grow up a little bit and spray them with brush killer. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Would you uh, have any suggestions for brush killers I could get locally? Because st- I noticed there are some chemicals that are not available. I'd have to get a 
well, to come out good. No, pretty pretty much. I mean, if you use glyphosate, which is like Roundup, okay, and use it oh, strong okay. enough, it, it'll kill them. Oh, okay. But the, but the good. other the yeah. other real trick is David is you have to let them you know grow some foliage first because yeah they're about four feet tall okay. uh, four to six feet average right. so yeah the, <laughs> yeah they've been feeding up like crazy well then you got a real mess but anyway yeah, yeah. You're, you're just gonna have to spray them that's the only way you're gonna get rid of them that or if dig them all the all way right. out you know down below the, you know dig them out six inches deep then they'll they won't come back yes. Yep. All right. Hey, thank you so much, and uh, appreciate your show. Listen every weekend. So. Well, have a nice weekend, David. Take Thanks. Bye bye. You as well. Bye bye. And it looks like it's time for Mr. Troy Barrett and the news here in the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. We'll be right back after the news. In the meantime, you can give Shira a call at six zero two two seven seven five eight two seven. You could be up next in the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show right after the news. We're here every Sunday from seven to nine a.m. on ninety two point three FM KTAR. Good time since you know when. Got talked into going out with hopes you were staying in. I was feeling like myself for the first time in a long time. Till I bumped into some of your friends over there talking to mine. Then you rolled in with your hair in the wind, based your side hat. It's already down to a Category 1, folks. A tropical storm would be nice, but uh, we can certainly use the rain. Welcome back to the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show, where we have wide-open phones. A lovely share of phones and music. Give us a call, 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. And uh, such a beautiful morning it is here in Sunny Slope. really doesn't get much prettier than this. And the uh, only thing that could be better than what we're having right now would be if we actually got some rain. And... Uh, 
we think that could probably happen. So anyway, uh, number to call 602-277-5827-277-KTAR. We could talk about the landscape of your dreams, your nightmares, or what to do to get plants to come back out. Now, we were talking about the other, just the last caller, a little bit about watering. You know, watering with plants that are really damaged is, is going to be something that you want to really moderate. You have to watch and make sure that you're not putting too much water on plants because you're not going to use it as much. So, you know, you could do that with either a moisture meter or a shovel or a probe, like a big screwdriver, and check the soil moisture. Because if the ground stays wet all the time, that's when you're going to have more problems with fungus and different issues. So not to overwater is an important thing as well. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Jeff and Chandler. After Jeff, we've got a couple open lines, still a number to call, 602-277-5827. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. I have a quick question. Uh, you have a cape honeysuckle that got basically crisp, uh, crispy fried by the heat. Don't. I, at what point should I cut it down and pray that it's going to come back? Does it have any green foliage at all, Jeff? Uh, it did. It's now. It's kind of starting to look like it's all gone. Okay. Well, the the problem is, is that's when the plants really do succumb to more problems. You know, they can get hurt really bad by the heat, not be completely dead. But then if we overwater them or if they get fungus and different problems, you know, they die. So it might be one you might want to treat with some of that Monterey disease control. And that would work well on a okay. Cape honeysuckle too, and it's it's not a big investment. You know, it's worth it worth a shot. But I wouldn't really do a lot of pruning to it until you start to see something regenerating on it. Very good, thank you. Thanks, Jeff. Bye bye. Uh, Bob up in Wickenburg. Hello, Bob. Hey, good morning, Brian. <clears throat> Hey, I live at Wickenburg Ranch. I'm pretty sure you probably know where that's at. Mm-hmm. And I've got some uh, variegated uh, agaves that no longer exist. Uh, look like they got real wilty. And then I went to dig them up yesterday, and they just basically broke off. And looks like there was like a big uh, bug in it. And all my neighbors and all the other ones in the neighborhood are kind of succumbing to the same thing. Thoughts? Well, they needed to be treated. You know, the problem was they were weakened and stressed because of the heat. And a lot of agaves are more tropical. I mean, most agaves, you know, well, not most of them. They come from all different kinds of regions. But, you know, they come from the high elevations all the way down to the tropics. And a lot of these tropical agaves are are favorites around. And so they really were stressed from the heat. And when a plant's weak, that's when the bugs attack. So what I would treat them with is Talstar. And Talstar is a liquid you can make and pour right down through the center of the plant. And then probably use like a grub control, probably a bare grub control, which is in a minichloropids. And that's something that goes into the plant and is systemic, okay, and can last inside the plant. But the combination of those two on anything around that looks healthy at all uh, would be a good idea. No. And, and then it would be yeah, good to re- remove all the toasted ones. Yeah, okay. And then uh, would, can you replant exactly the same plant back in that spot, or would you recommend something more hardier? Well, you know, most agaves are very hardy here. You know, the problem is, is we just had an unusual amount of heat and for an extended period of time. And had they probably had more water and, you know, or also you could have pre-treated with like the grub control. If we saw that, you know, coming, it would have been a way to prevent having the problem. But, you know, the problem is that we didn't pay attention a month ago and it's hard to fix now. Yep. Okay, cool. I appreciate your time. Great show. Thanks. Thanks, Bob. Bye-bye. Uh, next up, we got Carol and Mesa. Good morning, Carol. Hi, Brian. Uh, We have a 38-year-old eucalyptus that we've had pruned back in March, 
it's way over the house and it gave us a lot of shade but all the leaves seem to be on it but they're all turned a different color the the tree looks like it's going to die the trunk is huge and i wondered if if there's any way we should just wait before we take it out or maybe we could bring it back i don't know well most of most of them we had the you know the real hot temperatures three years ago in august most all the eucalyptus Mm -hmm. came back not all of them but um, were you watering it much whenever it was real hot uh, not since March 22nd when we had that big rain. Okay, so uh, the problem is it's just, it's, you know, it's going to die from the dry, you know, climate. You know, you're, even though it's a big eucalyptus and it's been there a long time, been real healthy, when we have unusual extreme temperatures, it's going to take all the water out of the soil. So your only chance of saving is to water it. Okay. Well, maybe we should wait before we take it out. and. and well, I, I mean, you need to get water on it right, right away. You know, you should have been watering it back when it was hot, but I would water mm-hmm. it. I'd, I'd take, go put a hose on it today and let it run for a couple of days. Okay. And it, okay. it may or may and, not come and, back, but the only reason why it's dying is because you haven't watered it. Okay, very good. And uh, then we have a kumquat that's a big bush, and uh, it's suffering, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, it gets water now and then. Uh, well, you know, the problem the, is when we have unusually extreme temperatures, that's when we have to water more than we normally would. And uh, your mm-hmm. kumquat, you know, should probably be watered heavy once a week. Okay. And uh, but, uh, but watering it and a little fertilizer on the kumquat would probably help it come back out as well. So I would water okay. it one day and then I'd water it again the second day with some fertilizer, too. And uh, see if okay. it doesn't stop to pop new buds. If it's green at all, it'll pop new buds out. And that eucalyptus, I mean, there, there's a good chance it'll come back out. But you know, every day you hold off watering it, you're letting it uh, get weaker and weaker. Okay, I appreciate that. And the kumquat needs uh, some kind of citrus food. Yeah, it's like a sixteen eight four or Organo Pro citrus food would be great. Okay, thanks, Brian. Thanks, Carol. Have a nice weekend. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Uh, let's see. Next up, we have Maryland and Sun City. After Maryland, we've got open phones. The number to call is 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. Good morning, Maryland. Good morning, Brian. Hey, we planted a 15-gallon cascalote uh, early spring this year, and um, the brand-new leaves that are coming out are dried up, and that's just been in the last week. And then the green leaves kind of look like they're fading a little bit. Um, we water it twice a week for 45 minutes. I'm not sure how many gallons are on the, the mitters are though. And I did deep water it in July once and a couple of weeks later, I maybe did at the beginning of August. Mm-hmm. So what's your take on that? Well, I mean, that, that's twice a week should be plenty of you know, frequency. Um, I, like I say, I don't okay. know how, you know, like you said, I don't know how much water we're getting out of the emitters, what size they are. So if it was a 15 gallon, you'd want to put probably at least 10 gallons of water when you water it. Okay. You know, so if you have a two gallon emitter, you're not getting very much water and uh, that can be a problem. So 10 gallons of water every time we water it. Yeah. If you're going to water it twice a week. Um, you know, we've got the heavy clay soil here. Mm-hmm. So do you still think we should be deep watering it? Well, the heavy clay soil, what happens is, is to get the water through the heavy clay soil, you can't put it on too fast. Do you have a pretty good size well around it? 
Yes, we have big wells around them. And when I've done the slow drip watering, I've just had it. I kind of like fill up the well Mm -hmm. and let it just drip for about two hours. Okay. But when when your normal irrigation runs, does it fill up the well? Yes. Okay. Well, then you're probably getting plenty of water. You also, the, the problem with sometimes with cascalodes, they have insects and different things that will feed on them. So you want to go take a close look on it and make sure you don't have critters on it. There's a lot, a lot of <laughs> okay. different things that uh, that like to eat cascalodes, and uh, if you do, it's it's probably the best treatment is to use a systemic, like uh, the bare systemic insecticide, and you can put it right in the plant and go right through its system and work pretty well. And then this would also be a good time of year to fertilize it. So if you haven't fed it at all yet, uh, you could feed it with any kind of balanced fertilizer, 10-10-10, 21-7-14 lawn fertilizer, or miracle Grow. I mean, whatever you have would be fine. Okay. And you said the systemic was called Bear? Bear well, Bear, Bear is the manufacturer. Okay, so it'll be okay. Bear. And they might have a Bear grub control, but they're all, they're all going to work the same way. It's almost like the systemic rose food that we used to use a lot okay. of, you know, and it goes into the plant system, makes it toxic to the insects. Okay. And I'd like to ask you a question for my, my son. He doesn't even know I'm doing this, but <laughs> it just, <laughs> you know how mothers are. Oh, yes, I have one. <laughs> I, I met your mom at your nursery about three or four months ago, and she was telling me all sorts of crazy stories about you that I was supposed to call you and talk to you about the stories. But, you know, I'm 70 years old, and I have forgotten the stories. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, my son lives over um, Bethany Home in Perryville, mm-hmm. and he has a bunch of Robolinis, like about 15 of them, just scattered around the yard, and they're not doing very well. And so basically, I don't think he's watering properly, and I can't tell you exactly how he's watering, but a lot of them, the arms are falling off. Some have totally died. They've all been in the soil, I'd say, at least five to 10 years. So. Can you just tell me approximately how often to water and how well, much? Well, you know, to water? if they're if they're watered very heavily weekly right now, you know, it would be fine, and it would be good to fertilize okay. them right now too. And uh, okay, so you could use you know you could use a palm tree fertilizer like a sixteen eight four citrus fertilizer would be fine, but uh, you know they really were damaged because of the extreme heat. You know they come from Laos, so they don't mind it hot, but they want it hot and wet. And so we were pretty hot and dry, and uh, that was hard on them. And I, they probably don't need more water now than weekly though. But when he waters them weekly, want to get the water down to a depth of about two to three feet and about three or four feet wide. Two to three feet on depth. Mm-hmm. Okay. And three to four foot Great. in width. I have this feeling he's watering three times a week. So um, Well, three times but, a week's not gonna hurt a Robolini. They could they could take they can be pretty wet. You know, so they're hard to overwater. Uh, because they okay. are a tropical palm. They come from rainforest, so they you know they could they could take a lot of water. Okay. Okay, I appreciate your help. Thank All you right. so much. Have a nice weekend. Take it Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. And we're going to take a short break. While we're gone, we do have two lines available. Number to call, 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. We love some and we fought some. We want some and we love some. We were all for we were all some when we coach. Worked hard than we were lazy, but we were heroes, we were babies. Made you proud and drove you crazy, didn't we, coach? All those mottos, all those reasons, all those rhymes. The state prize 
Christmas they come right back right on time. You are a teacher, preacher, mother, father, a lot less taker than give. A keeper of secrets and constantly making believers out of quitters. And for all your time and your heart and your soul, you deserve a lot more than a toast. But here's to you and thanks again. Never forget you, Coach. Well, welcome back, folks. A beautiful morning out there and nothing like a good coach. We've, we've all had several and uh, make a big difference in your life. Anyway, a beautiful morning. I want to invite you out to Whitfields. You know, it's going to be a nice day to come by the nursery. It's not going to be hot. You know, and it's amazing the difference. And it's a great time to plant citrus trees, desert trees, and palm trees. So come out and see us. We'll do the digging. We grow trees from 15 gallons all the way to big 72-inch boxes. If the summer was a little hot and you want to cool off, come out and see us. We've got uh, plenty of things that can really help cool your yard down. Or if you want to grow some great citrus for this fall, we've got trees that already have fruit on them. So you can harvest some this year. Our original store is at 824 East Glendale. We're in the East Valley of Cooper, which is the same as Stapley and Guadalupe, or 26470 Southern Avenue, Southern Avenue, straight south of the Sky Harbor Airport. Whitfield Nursery, for four generations, we've been growing trees here in the valley to help cool this place down. Back to the phones. Let's see if we've got Dave, Jill, and then it could be you. All you got to do is give Shira a call at 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. Good morning, Dave. Hi, Brian. I enjoyed your program and your nurseries for many years. My question is, um, I have a desert willow and a palo blanco, and I, unfortunately, I've allowed the the base of the tree to grow up about three and a half feet, at, and I was trying to trim it with a hedge trimmer the other day, and I got stung by a wasp. So I'm wondering how to handle that. Uh, want to get best ways with some wasp spray. <laughs> you know, they've, they've got those cans that are aerosol that okay. will, will spray, you know, six to ten feet. They're very effective. Okay. And uh, that way you can get the wasp or yellow jackets, whichever it happens to be, without them getting you. Do they uh, do they die off this time uh, when it gets colder? No. I mean, they're going to be less active in the evening time, you know, but right. they're, they're, they're going to be there forever. Okay. Okay. Okay, I will try that. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh, Let's see. Next, we have Jill and Chandler. Hi, Jill. Hi. Hey, I have a question for you. I have two wonderful orange trees, and they're navel. And we've lived in this house, let's see, oh, 18 years, I think, almost 20. So they were built. I mean, they were um, put in when the house is built. So it's been a while. They're great trees. They make the best fruit. I mean, people beg me for the oranges. <laughs> so yeah, they're just juicy and they're sweet and they're just so good. But a couple of years ago, my husband wanted to cut one down and I was like, no, we're not cutting it down. And he, um, so he said, well, you have to be in charge. So now I have, <laughs> he, he does still does the watering. He's really good at that. But I hate putting the spikes in and putting the fertilizer in there is there a better way to do that well you can throw granular fertilizer underneath and just water it in with a hose you don't have to so use i can it. do that absolutely okay so okay so what what is that called and what type well we have one that's called organo pro citrus food okay and it's, it's organic well organic organo pro citrus food organo pro yeah, okay. citrus food. And it's got chelated iron and sulfur and all the good nutrients that you need. And you can basically uh-huh. throw it underneath the plants like you're feeding chickens and hose it uh-huh. in, and that's all you have to do. 
Oh, you're wonderful. Thank you. I, I'm just not doing that anymore. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoy your navels. They're, they're one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, nobody ever thinks they're navels. They think they're something better because they're so good. <laughs> they don't have a lot of seeds. It's just it, We have just an amazing two sets of trees, and I'm like, no, you're not cutting them down. So. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thanks, Jill. Bye-bye. Uh, let's see. Next, we've got Ruth and Mace after Ruth. We've got open lines, folks. Perfect time to call. The number to call is 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. Good morning, Ruth. Hi, Brian. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm enjoying this lovely day here in Sunny Slope with these beautiful clouds. Couldn't be much prettier. Can't believe how nice it has been the last day or so. This weather is beautiful. You know, I can remember a time, and it was probably 20 years ago, when the first two weeks of August wasn't over 100. And... uh you know, this monsoon can be really kind of a neat thing. And I've been praying for a hurricane for a long time. <laughs> Think we're going to get it? Well, you know, at least we're getting the spin off of it. You know, and the nice part about this particular storm is that it stayed out in the Pacific. And so because the water temperature is so cold, the winds have diminished and will probably continue to do so. So it's going to maybe bring us you know, a more rain, but not have the high winds. And you know, when the hurricanes come up the Gulf of California and they hit that water down by Puerto Penasco, that's 90 degrees, they can come through pretty darn strong. But uh, this far north in the Pacific with that cold water by Ensenada, uh, we should be in pretty good shape. I was hoping we would get some rain yesterday, but we didn't get anything. Well, not yet, but you know that the main body of the storm is not quite here yet, so we'll see what happens. Okay, so patience is the word here. <laughs> That's true. Brian, I have a question about my century plant. Mm-hmm. It went, I had two of them. They shot up and went crazy um, earlier. It's probably in June. And lots of blooms, and they've got had pups all over them. About a week ago, uh, one of I noticed one of them was leaning so badly, I knew they were going to um, expire. So I pulled it out. Um, and the, with the pups, I didn't know what to do with them, so... I didn't want to throw them away. I had a bare spot that I pulled them all off of and just kind of threw them uh, on on the ground and, and have been sprinkling and watering them. I don't know if they're going to survive. What's your suggestion? Well, Ruth, if you, want, if you want to have them survive, you're going to need to plant them in the ground. They need to, they need, I need to do some work then. Yes, you need to do a little work. You'd have to dig a few holes and put them in the ground, then water them, and then they'll have the ability to come back and root out and be happy. Okay, well, I've got another one that is, it's still standing up pretty straight, and again, Lots of little pups on it. Well, and Ruth, you might want to go after them earlier rather than later because there's been a lot of them that have been attacked by grubs and and beetles that uh, because they were weak from the heat. So because those are so prolific, I would go ahead and take the big plant out. And uh, if you want, if you see the insects, you need to treat those. But but if not, just go ahead and transplant your pups sooner. Okay, so would you suggest they go in little pots? or? Well, it depends on which you, you can plant them straight in the ground or in containers. Okay. Or, and, or, or you can send them away with the trash man. You know, I mean, whichever you prefer to do. <laughs> They'll all work. I've been thinking I want to be kind. Uh, I thought maybe I would uh, offer them to anybody who wanted to come along and 
and gather up some pups and plant them in their own yard. <laughs> well, I guess you could put a sign in front of your yard, free puppies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ruth, right. th- thanks for the call. Have a nice day. All right. You too, Brian. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Uh, Margaret and Sun Lakes, we got one minute. <laughs> we have to take a break. So I, I have planted some uh, little seeds. I eat the fruit. I forgot what is it. Then because it's too hot outside, I planted in the inside of my on my window. Uh-huh. And then I have a lot of little insects. It's like a mosquito. I don't know how do we kill those. Well, so what you want to do is you want to take get some malathion and just take them out to the, take them out to the patio and, and mix up your malathion like in a watering can and just drench the soil. And that'll take care of them. Oh, mm-hmm. How do I use it with water? We're going to mix it with water. Just follow the directions on the label. And it's, okay. it's, it's a pretty safe chemical. It doesn't last a long time. And you can basically take them outside on the, on the patio, water the soil with the malathion. That should take care of the insects. And then as soon as it's dry, you can bring it back inside. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Margaret. Have a nice day. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back after the news with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show here every Sunday from 7 to 9 on 92.3 FM KTAR.